from the studios of Fractal Recording, this is The Mystic Show, episode 103. Hello everyone, good morning, good evening, good day, depends where you are in the world. Welcome to The Mystic Show, I'm your host Chris Curran, I'm happy you're able to join me. And this is the show where we talk about our journeys, our spiritual journey. We talk about mindfulness, meditation, um, the unseen and otherworldly And we also talk a lot about personal development, which, in my experience, has been a great companion to spirituality, kind of combining the two, spirituality and personal development. It's like chocolate and peanut butter, you know, I think. We broadcast live every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on the Fractal Stream, and then we archive every show as a podcast in three different places, actually, in iTunes, Stitcher, and on our website, which is themysticshow.net. Themysticshow.net. You'll find links to our social media and the link to the Fractal Stream, and we would also like to thank our sponsor, Pause Your Life. You know, do you do you need a break? You want to hit that pause button on your life? Well, go to pauseyourlife.org. Pauseyourlife.org. And uh, there's actually a page on there. It says pause now. Go ahead and do that. I'm not, I'm not even going to tell you any more about it. Just go, <laughs> go there and pause. Because we know the balance in our life comes from pausing and resting. Not only from activity. So, you know, it's the it's the space between the words that give meaning to the sentence. There's a thought. So, thank you to pause your life and well, this is episode 103 and I'm I'm very happy to be here. Um I will be I think uh yeah, tomorrow I'm leaving to go on a retreat on a personal retreat for meditation and spiritual practice. And I'm going to a retreat center. And anyway, I'll, I'll talk all about my retreat when I come back. Um, yeah. And I probably could have done a whole episode about the retreat before I went, but it'll be better. Once I come back, I'll be able to tell you what happened and everything. So today on the mystic show, we're excited to have a wonderful guest who I was just talking with at when we were doing our sound check on Skype, we we were we started to get into it, having a real nice conversation. And uh, anyway, we had to stop that conversation to to segue into this show. But I am really happy to have today on the Mystic Show, Jermaine Para. 
That's right. She's the author of Searching for the Caravan, A Reconciliation with Love, Science, and Divinity. She lives in Washington, D.C. She's traveled all over the world. She spent 17 years overseas in seven different countries, and she's been on an incredible journey. She also practices feng shui, and and I think the basis of her book is this intersection of love, science, and divinity, which is so very interesting. I love it, and I know you do too. So let's welcome Jermaine Para. Welcome to the show, Jermaine. Hey, hi, Chris. Thank you for having me. <laughs> right? This is, we had to stop our conversation to, <laughs> to do I the know. show. <laughs> we were just getting into it. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens, right? When, when two people who really like a topic get together and I had to like, okay, now I, I had to play show producer and say, okay, we have to get ready. <laughs> so, so this is great. Your book, um, how recently was your book published? Uh, it was actually published in October of 2013. That was, that was the actual publishing date. But I'm not really getting it out there until, uh, you know, 2014. Right. right. Okay. And then your book is available on Amazon and also on your website, which I didn't mention, which is uh, searchingforthecaravan.com. And by the way, just for, for you listeners, um, the links for... The book and the link to Jermaine's website will be in the show post on on themysticshow.net, so uh, that'll come in handy. So you've you've spent a lot of time overseas, living in different countries, raising a family. Yes, and this this whole experience has enlightened you in a way, hasn't it? It, it well, you know, it 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 has enlightened me. I at, you know at the beginning I thought that it was going to do me in, <laughs> uh, you know, because it wasn't it was not easy by any means. We were not living in easy countries. As a single woman, I was living in France and Switzerland. Um, I was working as a cytologist, which is uh, I, I analyzed cells for cancer. But then, as a married woman, I went to Pakistan, the Philippines. Bangladesh, Thailand, and Indonesia. So when we were in um, when, we, when we were in Pakistan, when we began this odyssey as husband and wife, and when we were raising our family, I had a two-year-old daughter. She had just turned two-year-old, two years old, maybe a week or two earlier, and I was six months pregnant. So I went to Karachi, Pakistan, uh, with you know, pregnant and a two-year-old, you know, to meet my husband who had gone before us. And it was in the middle, well, it was right before the Gulf War broke out. And I delivered a, my second child by a cesarean section in um, a hospital in Karachi, Pakistan, um, before, by cesarean section before we were evacuated. Wow. It, It was not easy, Chris, by any stretch. So when you, you know, I think, Life. We were talking. You had mentioned how one's personal development and one's spiritual journey uh, are linked, and I would have to agree with you a thousand percent because one serves the other, and certainly that was true in my case. Um, there was a lot that I had to learn. Um, you know, I, I can just keep on talking here. <laughs> right? right. Well, you know what? It. I. I really want to hear it. I mean, I'm so interested in your, in in. In, in your whole story, because, yeah, take us through the story. Take us through from where you are and, and you know, 
well, maybe give us the highlights and when okay. you had a big problem and kind of what led you to the spiritual path. Okay. Well, I, you know, I, um, you know, I was raised in Dyersville, Iowa. Dyersville, Iowa is the home of Field of Dreams. <laughs> nice. And, uh, you know, when you are, yeah, and the farm that I was raised on was right next door to the Field of Dreams farm. So I would, like when I was sneaking away trying to get out of my chores, I would actually go in that, you know, in those cornfields, you know, for fun. Um, But I have 10 brothers and sisters. And, you know, we were raised with a strict Catholic upbringing, and which was great. I didn't have any problems with that. But I had lots of questions about it because there was so much fear that was taught to us. Um, you know, the fear of God, the fear of this, the fear of that, you know, the, the, the confession thing, the, the penance thing. I mean, it was always all of this. It was so punishing. And I, as a child, was in touch with a completely different element, which was the, um, the you know, the, the streams, the fresh air, the corn. And I talked to my angels as a child. Now, I think many children actually do. Um, I didn't think that there was anything unusual about it, but I was praying to my angels when I was just a few years old, and I was running away from home when I was five years old, and I was absolutely certain that those angels were going to protect me anyway. So I was, I was fearless. So when I, when I heard about all of these, you know, things that, you know, that we were taught to believe about the fear of God, it did not resonate with the truth that I carried within me, which was the love of God. And, um, but I, so I, I drew, I I grew up in that kind of um, uh, dichotomy of understanding, I suppose. And uh, I also, you know, since there were 10 brothers and sisters, I didn't have a lot of opportunities um, in life. I mean, and I'm talking about um, financial opportunities. So I left home when I was 18 because I wanted to go to university. My parents certainly were not in a position to help me with that. But I, um, and I didn't expect them to. But so I had to leave to make my own way. And, um, and when I did, I literally burst out of Iowa and went, I got as far as Iowa City uh, worked my tail off, um, then went to, you know, with that money, I went to a junior college, uh, got a two-year degree, did very well there, got a two-year degree, went to visit my sister in Peoria after graduation from that two-year college. And lo and behold, through prayer, prayer, I was given a scholarship to go to the University of Chicago to study cytology. And when I was at, I mean, what are the chances of that happening? But the other thing is that that scholarship was, the the University of Chicago, the cytology program was linked to the medical school. So I, um, it was considered to be a master's program. So here I was getting into a program like that when I didn't have a bachelor's degree. And the only way, the only reason I got that is because of prayer, because my angels, the ones I had been praying to since I was a child, helped me get that scholarship. Right. That's so interesting. So let's uh, 
let's jump forward. So you end up spending this time overseas. You end up having uh, your second child, I think, in 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 Pakistan. In Pakistan. And um, so then there was a there was a you had a big life changing experience, a big uh, a, a medical emergency. You had a heart attack, didn't you? I did. I had a heart attack, and th- and this was and this was after Pakistan. Pakistan was a harrowing experience, um, but then after Pakistan, we moved to the Philippines. Um, and yes, I had a heart attack when I was forty-two years old. And when I had that heart attack, most people I, I had a pre-death experience as well. And uh, most people see the light when they have their pre-death experience, but I saw hell. And the message when I saw hell to me after analyzing it and deciphering it was that what hell is, is the absence of light. It is the absence of hope. And the reason, well, when I came out of that, I actually lived to tell about it, but I was so turned around because I had become, I mean, this is all part of the story, because I had lost my faith and then I got it back, but I had become so deeply spiritual again, more so even than when I was a child, and I didn't understand why I had seen hell and not the light. And uh, it was after that, and I prayed again, I found people to help me to understand the meanings of all of this, and I, I then bumped into, because there was no plan to anything. I was just out there living life. And I bumped into um, feng shui. And the, and, and the feng shui, it, it's not just a singular science. It is connected to all of the metaphysical science, all of the metaphysical sciences, whereas feng shui is the study of our the science in our environment, acupuncture is a science that discovered I mean, that explains energy within our body. So I studied. I was looking at the environmental aspect of my life, thinking that it was something from the outside in. Before I explored the inside out part of it, and I. Um, And one of the reasons why that was necessary for me to do, and again, this wasn't planned, it was just something that happened, is because I had moved around so many times in my life, like every two years, every three years, that I knew that housing was integral to the way that I felt in my home. And when I straightened out the housing aspect of it by incorporating some of these feng shui um, aspects into my life, into my family's life, I was able to to straighten out our lives. I mean, I had had a heart attack. My husband needed a hip, hip replacement surgery. I had tuberculosis. My daughters had almost died. Um, this is when we were in Pakistan. I was always saving someone when I really needed to save myself. And the first step was to organize my home to give me energy. And when I could actually bring that energy into my life, I was able to save myself, understand. It's that whole you know, body, mind, and soul connection. You have, the body is there. I mean, if we, if we are sick and ill, it is not the right time to find 
faith. For some people, of course, it is. But I went through that whole process, first, first trying to save my body, to save my mind, to save my soul. And all of these other experiences then became more apparent to me. You know, I, I was able to change our lives accordingly. And when I came back from overseas, well, I was taking notes along the way because nobody would ever believe my story. It is so crazy. And I don't believe another story has been written like it. Um, but I believe that it was important for me to explain the science behind the feng shui and the connection that that science has to God. It's not just feng shui. It's all of the metaphysical sciences. Explain the connection between love, science, and divinity. Right. That's, that's what I want to get into now. I just want to remind our listeners, you're listening to The Mystic Show, and our guest today is Jermaine Para. She's the author of Searching for the Caravan, and um, yeah, her links will be on the show post and everything. So yeah, let's, let's get into that. I mean, you've had a lot, you've been explaining a lot of your experiences and, and how, um, how they kind of, in a way, woke you up. And then you sort of got into feng shui a little more, and but but the subtitle of your book is a reconciliation with love, science, and divinity. So, tell us about those three. Like, what are how did how did your reality uh, come to embrace these three and 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 know that they're all intertwined? Uh, you know, I um, I had had a hard time growing up with my mother um, because she was very strict with me, much more strict with me than she was with the other 10 of us. And one of the reasons why she was so strict with me is because she needed to keep me in line so that she could manage our lives. I mean, it was, you know, she was, she was hanging on by a thread herself. You know, my father was an alcoholic. Um, you know, we did, you know, there was no extra money around for anything, least of all her. Um, but she gave everything she had. I mean, she gave us her life's breath. And if, any, if there ever was a role model, it was my mother. But she did not understand that I had aspirations and dreams and that I wasn't really asking or expecting anything of her, except I wanted her blessing to let me, you know, to trust me, to, to explore and discover and that I was going to be okay. So I had to leave her, and I was angry when I left at 18, but it, and it was years later when I realized that what she did was out of love. Um, she, you know, it, it was out of love. And, um, but I also, you know, fast forward, there were these themes of love that came up in my life when I thought that somebody was, um, you know, my mother was very hard on me, my husband was very hard on me. Um, and, but I also realized that these were opportunities to help me grow. And when you can see the hardest aspects of your life as opportunities for you to learn something, then you can appreciate that, oh, that's the message that I needed to hear right now. I don't have to go through this hard time if I can learn this message. And the hard times just keep getting harder if we don't get that message the first time. So I was tripping along through life, 
You know, and life just got harder and harder and harder until I had the pre-death experience. But I was, you know, the, the, this idea of love, I realized, was the divine connection between all of us. It was, it is the, it is the connection that makes us equal. And it is the reason why we are here. We are here to, do it, to explore and discover our spiritual love, life, which is all about love. And that we are connected to one another. And we have the responsibility not to be sympathetic with one another, which drags us into another person's drama, but to be compassionate with one another, to understand that we are that we are all part of one another's journey. We are not here alone. And we, when we show compassion for another person's plight, we offer assistance without being sucked into their journey because we can't be helpful to ourselves when we are sucked into another person's journey. But we have to be compassionate and even helpful along the way when we can be helpful. And when, but when we are saving ourselves... We aren't in a position to be saving somebody else. We have to save ourselves. But we have a responsibility to try to save ourselves when we can. And when we get beyond that, then we can save somebody else too. And it is through love that we can save the other person because, you know, with that love, we are raising the vibration of ourselves. We are raising the vibration of our environment and we are raising the vibration for our planet and the vibration of love has a higher frequency than the drama that uh, of the horror stories that we are listening to right now and if we can all just step back from that drama and think love and project love on the hardships of others we can make a difference. We can bring ourselves up and we can bring the world up. Right. So you're also in your subtitle of your book mentioned science. How did, how did science come into your journey? Because the science was, the, the science is the feng shui, which explains the duality of our lives. And it, it explains these, you know, the vibrational, the energy impact that we have. If you look at your, if you look, well, when we are born, we were born on a year, a month, a day, and an hour. You take those four pillars, they're called fillers in Chinese astrology, which is known as Batsi, and you have got a roadmap for your life. That Chinese astrology, and even feng shui, you, when you know your, your, your astrology, you can take your element, relate it to the element of your home. When you make that connection, we can literally slip into the degrees, the actual degrees in our home that serve us the best to help us make the most out of our own lives so that we are in direct alignment with an energy, our energy aligned with our home's energy, aligned, aligned with our deity's energy 
aligned with the universe. It is a measurement that is um, that is available to us, and there are tools to help us get there, tools to help us find it at a personal level. But let's say you can't find it. Let's say there is not a practitioner or someone immediately available to you. If you can slip into the vibration of an alpha state to find your to find God, to, to get into that love, we don't need to know the vibrations because divinity supersedes everything else that there is in life. And the and divinity is God. Divinity is love because love is God. And it is even measurable, if you can believe it. And, and we were talking before this show about Dr. Masuto. Anyone who has not read his books must read mine first, of course. And then and then Dr. Masuda's books because they are and he, he writes about finding, you know, about measuring the vibrations in water. Um, I have experienced all of that before I heard anything at all about Dr. Masuto. Uh, he actually took the measurements. I am grateful for that. And I I just applaud his work because it I mean, for for what it is, and I'm grateful to him because it complements my own. Very good. So, when you talk about um, real quick, because we're actually uh, we're nearing the end here, believe it or not. I can't believe that. I know it's crazy, um, like bending time or something. I don't know. Um, you talked about aligning your love. With your environment and, and all that. So give, give us a practical example of that. Like you're talking about environment, like you're talking about someone's yes. home, a place where okay. they live. Okay, yeah. a quick example. I, I, I will use myself uh, just because I'm most familiar with it. Um, I happen to be a wood element. I, w- w- after I did my Bansi chart, I can tell you that I'm a wood element and I am nurtured by water. If I look at my Batsi chart and take that information to my home and align that information in my home, I have to go to a certain direction. Uh, right now, it is in the south. The, you know, my energy is best aligned with the energy in the south and also in the southwest. So when I go to my home, I align my bed with a certain degrees in my home, the stove, the front door, the front of the house, the um, and I have an altar at home as well. So I align these and my and my desk. So I aligned my my life with those directions so that I am in a better position to help myself, to serve myself, so that I can stay in a better state. Um, of energy. It is about aligning energy. And all of these energies have frequencies. Right. And when you said love supersedes them all, does that mean I could live in a house that's not set up properly, but as long as I'm internally connected with with divine love, that'll supersede my environment? Yes, that's exactly right. And thank you for mentioning that. Um, the Yes, the the feng shui and the um, the batsi and the uh, all of the metaphysical sciences are there to help us as tools to reach it. If you can reach it without them, all the better. I see. But for those of the for those of you who need it, 
It is there as a tool, and it is also an explanation of how and why it happens. Right. Very good. Very good. So, so Jermaine, this has been great. Um, yeah. Um, we just we didn't get to talk about a lot of things. But uh, thank you so much for being on The Mystic Show. Thank you for having me, Chris. Yeah. Let's do it again sometime. Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> so your book is called Searching for the Caravan. It's available on Amazon. Your your website is searchingforthecaravan.com. And um, it'll be list the links to those things will be in the show post on uh, themysticshow.net. So so you don't have to scramble to write that down. But um, this has been great. Yeah, we just kind of seems like we just started getting into it and now it's time to go. But um, but we definitely appreciate you being on, Jermaine. And, and I know we all have, we've all been on a journey. I think, yes, we are. I think there's a book inside of every person, too. You know, Chris, that you, that's what I always say. I agree with you a thousand percent. <laughs> right. And can I, can I just say something? Yeah, I, real quick. The viewers, I, I would just like to say, don't let anyone take your spiritual life from you. Because it is your hope, and it's your entitlement, and it is your equality. It is so important. It's so personal as well. Very nice. I like that. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, we'll be back with another episode of The Mystic Show. And, you know, hopefully a lot of these concepts you want to think about and maybe journal about and maybe maybe you have questions. Maybe you send an email to Jermaine Para about her book. So thanks for listening, everyone. And as always... Keep shining.